All right, everybody, we are back with episode number three. If you like this podcast, be sure to give it a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It would really help us out over here at Feed Your Faith. Welcome. Thank you all for tuning in today. Episode number three, I'm going to be in the books. Sorry for the late upload. I had a file, my uh, my exported file that I had recorded got corrupted while I was trying to publish it, and I ended up having to re-record the entire episode. So that's why it's getting to y'all a little bit late. Um... But episode four will be on track to post on Friday. I'm recording that, going to be recording that one a little bit earlier, trying to take all safety precautions that I can uh, in order to make sure we don't have something like that happen again. Uh, but again, if you like this podcast, please give it a five star rating, share with all your friends and family. We have merch at Feed Your Faith Podcast. I'm sorry, now feedyourfaithpodcast.com. At feedyourfaithcompany.com, we have uh, hats, t shirts, sweatshirts, all your Christian apparel wants and needs. It's very stylish, comfortable. I own it. You should own it too. Again, feedyourfaithco.com or feedyourfaithcompany.com. If you want to email me at feedyourfaithpodcast at gmail.com, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to interact with the community, interact with the people that are listening. If you have a testimony or if you come to know Christ as your Savior, I want to know about it. I want to know what you learned from this podcast. Any tips, tricks, advice, again, email me at feedyourfaithpodcast.com. Follow me on Instagram. Follow the show on Instagram, I should say. Follow the show on Instagram, Feed Your Faith Podcast on Instagram. I'm working on getting a Facebook set up. Still thinking about that. Still praying about that, seeing if that's a route I want to go down. Uh, But yeah, I think that's all i have for y'all today i think that's in in terms of announcements again no 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 sponsors yet but i'm waiting and praying for the day that i can come on here and say we have a first sponsor amen so i keep praying keep the show in your prayers um it's it's been tremendous the the support the the growth like i think i did i went back on the first episode on the analytics of the first episode, and I had like 31 listeners, I think, on the very first episode. So thank you to everybody that tuned in for that very first episode, I think almost two weeks ago now, or a week ago, almost two weeks ago, something like that. Um, but yeah, continue to support the program. It's it's just a blessing to be able to do this. I can't thank you all enough for giving me a platform to be able to do this. I can't thank our Lord above enough for the ability not just to do this but to know his son is as my savior and i'm sure many people that are listening to this can share the same thing can testify to the same thing but today uh i have a news breaking news for you not breaking news but a news story for you coming out of haiti 17 people were kidnapped by the 400 mowozo gang among them five children while visiting an orphanage on sunday this is due this is from a new york times post a new york new york times article i should say i'm sorry that i will post uh in our show notes below go give that a a a read it's very interesting gives us a little bit of insight on that situation that's developing down there i know sunday my pastor had made an announcement from the pulpit about it and i really that really struck my heart and so I went online and I, you know, I researched it and it's a, just a very touchy situation that's going on down there. Haiti is just a really poor country. It's been plagued by natural disasters and uh, bad people really do run that country. Uh, the gangs really control a lot of the streets, a lot of the the turf that um, the people live on down there. And um, ever since their political assassination of their president back in July, the country has kind of just been really in a weird state between uh, politicians and the country just really has no central government and it's it's very it's a very dangerous uh place 
But that didn't stop uh, those 17 people. Many of them were missionary. Almost all of them were, in, were missionary. 16 Americans and one Canadian making up that 17 group, 17 person group were kidnapped by the 400 Molozo gang in Haiti. Uh, their identities have not been released, nor have the whereabouts of them have been released. And uh, according to the latest update, the gang that kidnapped them, as authorities do believe that it was the 400 Molozo gang, um, if I'm sorry if I'm pr mispronouncing that, uh, no demands have been made yet. That that may have changed recently, but uh, as of my, me recording this, uh, no demands have been have been made. But authorities do believe that it is financially motivated. Uh, again, Haiti is a really poor country, and kidnappings are very common down there. Kidnapping ransom is very common down there, as with as is that region down there in um, South America, especially in Mexico and. Colombia and that whole area down there, um, ransom kidnappings and, and everything like that, abductions are very common down there. Um, authorities, uh, American authorities have reported that the FBI is looking into it and they do have uh, agents on the ground doing their best to find these people. So um, just keep that, that that situation in your in your prayers. I'll be updating that as, as that story develops and Lord willing, it can come to a close here pretty soon with everybody being um, safely returned back to their homes and back to their loved ones. So if you could keep that situation in your prayers. But moving on from that, going into the topic of the day, hard hearts. <laughs> I know uh, everybody that is listening can probably attest to the fact that they've had a hard heart. Um, not just towards somebody else, but towards God at some point in their life. I know I have. Um, I can think of uh, just my time in high school and my time backsliding, how hard my heart was towards God and you know the things of God and the good things in my life. My heart was just hard. It was hurt, um, not because of anything that God did, but because of the pain and the sin that I had brought into my life. And um, today, in our in the 21st century, in the modern world, especially in America, we are struggling with a lot of people that have hard hearts. A lot of um, unrighteous and ungodly things are plaguing the the world. Um, abortion, same-sex marriage, um, greed, immorality, uh, lust for power, everything you know worshiping of false idols and that that's just that's its own episode in in, of, in and of itself but the point i'm trying to make is uh, a lot of people nowadays have their heart have their hearts hard towards god that's going to be a tongue twister throughout this entire episode but we're going to be talking about hard hearts today and i think we're going to we're going to be analyzing uh, a man in the bible that we know all too uh, that we know all too well uh pharaoh of egypt uh more importantly pharaoh of moses's day and Pharaoh, as we all know, um, was a very uh, hard man, and he um, he was a very he was he was very power hungry. I think that's the right word to 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 say. Obviously, we don't know much about that Pharaoh from that time. And I'm sorry, I'm flaking on the name. Uh, if I have the name, I'll include it in the towards the end if I if I find it in my notes. But um, I think I think records show that it was Pharaoh Ramses. I want to say maybe I'm maybe I'm bugging out about that, but I think it was I think it was Ramses or Ramses, however you pronounce that. Uh, if I'm wrong on that, please feel free to call me out. Um, you will not be hurting my feelings. I want to yes. I, th I want to say, and they built for Pharaoh, chose their cities. No. Uh, that's going to bug me. That is going to bug me. I can't find it. I thought I had it in my show, in my, in my, in my notes, but I guess I don't. Moving on from that. His name's not important. <laughs> Pharaoh had a hard heart. 
and we're going to be analyzing that in, in great detail today about uh, what are the root causes for a hard heart and how do you combat a hard heart. So we're just going to jump right into it. Um, the root causes of, of, of people to have a hard heart. I have four things written down that I pulled straight from this story. We have pride, disobedience, anger, and pain. Not necessarily in that order. Um, actually, yeah, in that order. I have, I'm sorry. I have that, I have that arranged in my notes in that order. Um, the way I picked this out from, from the story of Moses trying to go before Pharaoh and get God's people freed from captivity, pride, Pharaoh's pride begat disobedience. His disobedience begat anger and his anger begat pain. Simple terms, his pride caused disobedience, which caused him to have anger, which eventually led him to have pain. As we all know, he he most likely lost his son or lost his firstborn if he did have one. Uh, not just that, but he lost his, his, his entire kingdom uh, was crumbling around his very eyes. The pain, I'm not here to sympathize for Pharaoh, but you can imagine the pain that he was under. But it was it's funny that that pain was all brought on because of his decision to not let God's people go. And that's something we're going to analyze very uh, in depth today. So going jumping straight into this, the pride of Pharaoh. Pharaoh's pride prevented him from doing uh, and saving the, a lot of lives and preventing a lot of heartache. His pride stopped him from letting the israelites go and that pride is something that we all struggle with today you know one of the one of the three uh what is it uh less the lust of the flesh lust of the eyes and pride of life it's there lucifer had pride pride was the very first sin and it's funny that that's the first thing we see when it comes to pharaoh his pride and that's probably one of the greatest things that afflicts mankind today is it pride. You can look at our politicians. You can look at people in places of power, how they just covet that power, how that power just allows them to ride this high horse or they think they're untouchable and they think they don't have to answer to anybody. But we know that they answer to God or everybody's going to answer to God. Every The Bible says every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Everybody will confess one day, no matter how high, no matter what power you hold on this earth, it's all... The Bible says our righteousness is, is as filthy rags. So how much is an unsaved person's title and position worth if a saved person's righteousness and their righteous works for God amount to just filthy rags? You know what I mean? Um, but going back into it, pride, as we as we see uh, specifically in Exodus chapter 7, that's uh, we're going to be going in Exodus 7, 8, and 9 for this episode that's going to be our our passage for this episode i'm just going to jump right into it um pharaoh's pride as was was made paramount throughout the entire duration of the 10 plagues now we don't really know i mean some historians have have tried to deduce the time frame of that entire exodus period the actual physical exiting of uh egypt uh, um i don't know how long this whole thing took i don't know how long the 10 plagues if it was you know a week you know if the if it was you know like you know 10 pla- or i'm sorry 10 days for 10 plagues type thing you know what i mean um i don't know but i do know what i do know is that each time after the fact pharaoh had pride and he disobeyed god by not letting his people go 
and from that from that pride and disobedience his anger was kindled against god because god would exact a judgment on pharaoh for not letting his people go and most of the time pharaoh had to endure that judgment which resulted in pain for him that's where you get your pride brings disobedience disobedience brings anger and anger brings pain and i think that applies to almost every single aspect of the christian life you can you can honestly rearrange those in any order you want but the bottom line is these are root causes of of a hard heart like these are all things that afflict a person's heart your emotions play such such an immense battle in your life as the bible says you know we wrestle not like we wrestle not against flesh and blood you know emotions uh, can really affect your heart and it can affect your your mental state and it can if if you're not in the word if you're not in church if you're not in prayer consistently your emotions can get the better of you because it's flesh you know like your emotions stem are are on a different level than your flesh obviously but we still live in a sinful world where emotions run high like it's easy to lose track of um what's the word i'm trying to peace of mind i guess that's or tranquility i guess i'm trying to use having a peace of mind like it's very easy in this modern world just to lose that peace of mind it's very easy to give in to anger it's very easy to give in to hate it's very easy to get given to your pride given to your self-righteousness it's very easy to do all those things and it's something that i think we can draw parallels from pharaoh and how god reacted hey don't get me wrong christian god can st- God will, God can and will still do the same things, even worse than what he did to Pharaoh. Like, we're just a matter, we're just, we're, we're nearing it, you know, folks, we're, we're getting down to the wire in terms of our time here as Christians on this earth before the rapture happens. It's getting close. I don't know when, no man know what the day or the hour, but it's get, it's getting close. You can see the signs. Bob says, you know, look for the end times, look at the sign at the times, you know what I mean? Like, look at the, look at the things that are happening all around us and the things that we read about in Exodus, you know, the frogs, the lice, the locusts, um, the angel of death coming to take the firstborn, the Nile River turning into blood, like those pale in, in comparison to the judgments that we're going to face during the trip, leading up to the rapture and during the tribulation, you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, going back to to pride, you can see um, before the ten plagues, when Aaron converted the rod to a serpent, Pharaoh. The Bible says Pharaoh hardened his heart himself, as we see in uh, chapter seven, verses thirteen and fourteen. And the Lord did according to the word of Moses. I'm sorry, I was chapter eight. Let me go back. Um, I have my Bible right in front of me. Um, any? Oh yeah, for they cast down. Every man his rod, and they became serpents. But Aaron's rod swallowed up their rods, and he hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he hearkened not unto them as the Lord had said. And if you have your Bibles in there, you can study it for yourself too. That word he has a lowercase h, which means we're we're referring to Pharaoh. We all know that if we're referring to God or Christ, those nouns are capitalized. So those prompts, or yeah, those those nouns are pro- or i'm sorry those pronouns are capitalized but in this case it's not which we are which means we're referring to pharaoh and bible says pharaoh hardened his heart himself and you can see at each, after each of the first five plagues in exodus 7 22 exodus 8 15 uh exodus 8 15 
um, Exodus 8.19, Exodus 8.32, Exodus 9.7, the Bible says Pharaoh hardened his heart himself. He hardened his heart himself. 8.15, but when Pharaoh saw that there was respite, he hardened his heart and hearkened not unto them as the Lord had said. Pausing on that verse, it says, but when Pharaoh saw that there was respite, when he saw that there was peace, when he saw when everything was calm, you got you got to see, you got to go back. Look, look, go back to verse number 12. And Moses and Aaron went out from Pharaoh and Moses cried unto the Lord because of the frogs, which he had brought against Pharaoh. And Moses and Aaron went out from Pharaoh and Moses cried unto the Lord. Moses interceded for Pharaoh, regardless of the fact that Pharaoh despite the fact, I'm sorry, that Pharaoh still denied his request to let God's people go. Moses still went out and interceded, even though Pharaoh hardened his heart and what the Lord had prophesied, prophesied had come to pass, which that was that being God had told Moses that Pharaoh was going to hard his heart. But you can see after even, even every, every, every plague leading up to the 10th plague, he gave, God gave Pharaoh a chance Every single time he gave him an opportunity to repent, to obey his commandment, to let his people go. I'm not talking about Moses. I'm talking about God. God gave Pharaoh every opportunity leading up to his demise to have to let his people go. And Pharaoh decided not to. So it's not like God hardened Pharaoh's heart because we're predestined to live or die. We're predestined, you know, to get saved or whatever. No. Pharaoh hardened his heart. And eventually, Christians, the more we take advantage of God's mercy and God's and like his second chances, that's a dangerous game. That is a very dangerous game. And Pharaoh played that game until the very end. God gave him every opportunity to repent and obey him and let his people go. But Pharaoh didn't. And what happened? He ended up dying in the Red Sea. Everything, his legacy buried beneath the waves. All because of his pride. Pharaoh hardened his heart himself after the sixth plague in chapter 9, verse 12. For the first time, we read that fair, that the Lord made firm the heart of the Pharaoh. In uh, chapter 9, verse 12, And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, and he hearkened not unto them as the Lord had spoken unto Moses. Now here we say, here we see that God hardened Pharaoh's heart, but only after Pharaoh had hardened his heart himself after the five plagues were, after the first five plagues were already done. So Pharaoh, by this point, he was not going to let the Israelites go, no matter what happened. So God hardened Pharaoh's heart because he knew that no matter what he did, no matter how many times they went back to Pharaoh, he was not going to let the Israelites go. And he tried to let he tried to get let him go on a condition. Hey, yeah, y'all can go out, but don't go too far. You know, only leave the kids. You know, only leave the cow. You know, don't take everything. When Moses was trying to take the children out into the into the wilderness to do what they needed to do, Pharaoh wouldn't. Pharaoh wouldn't let the he wouldn't let the he wouldn't let the children of Israel go. He wouldn't let God's people go. And sorry, I'm stuttering. I don't know why this episode's kind of. I think it's because it's one of my longer episodes, and I'm actually really excited for this episode. I'm sorry, I keep stuttering. I keep making mistakes, but bear with me here. After the seventh plague, we read that Pharaoh made his heart heavy. His heart was heavy. Chapter nine, verse thirty-four. And when Pharaoh saw that the rain and the hail and the thunders were ceased, he sinned yet more. And again, that goes back to that verse in uh, chapter, what was it? Chapter 7, right? No, I'm sorry. Chapter 8, verse 15. When Pharaoh saw that there was respite, when he saw that there was peace. And here we're reading 
in 32, in chapter 9, verse 32, I'm sorry, uh, chapter 9, verse 34, and when the Pharaoh saw that the rain and the hail and the thunders were ceased, he sinned yet more. You know, when we are going through a storm, when we are going through a tribulation, when we are going through a judgment period, it's easy to seek after the man of God to intercede for us as, as what Pharaoh did. But obviously we have a relationship with God. So it's easy when we're going through a tribulation or troubled times or we're getting judged or we're going through something. It's easy in the moment. And that's the whole point like of, of trials and tribulations. It's like it says in James, like it's easy for us to lean on God. And that's why God allows those things to happen. It's in James 1, 3, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. When we're going through tribulations, it's meant to build our faith. When we're going through trials and tribulations, it's meant to build our faith. It's meant for us to lean on God. But as soon as that, as God answers our prayers and that tribulation is over and we have a little bit of peace, we continue to sin just like Pharaoh did. The Bible says he sinned yet more and hardened his heart and, oh, I'm sorry, and hardened his heart, he and his servants. So not just Pharaoh, but Pharaoh's servants hardened their hearts towards God as well. That that's that just rings loud and clear. Like, as a person today, you have no idea how your attitude and emotions affect other people. If you're a teacher and you're constantly going into your class with a bad attitude, your kids are going to pick up that bad attitude. If you're discipling somebody, if you're working with somebody and they see the inconsistency, if they see the bitterness, if they see the anger, that's going to rub off on them. That's what Pharaoh did. And that draws a similar parallel just one book before that. In Genesis, when we were talking about Joseph, the Bible says that God blessed Potiphar's house because Joseph was in it. Joseph had a right heart with God. Joseph obeyed God, and because of that, God blessed Potiphar's house. Most, I'd like to think that because I'd like to think, even despite his circumstance, Joseph was a pretty upbeat and happy guy. He knew that God was taking care of him. And I like to think that that happiness and that joy spread. This was obviously before the Holy Spirit had come upon the earth. So it's kind of hard for the, you know, but God did work. And the Holy Spirit didn't work in that, you know, in that way, even though he didn't physically, you know, I'm sorry, spiritually reside in our hearts at that point yet. He still was working. I'd like to think that he was still working in the fact that he influenced Potiphar's house. He kind of made, kind of made the atmosphere more more happier you know that feeling like you're just down and you're upset about something you go to church and you walk in and you just get loved on you know pastor's on fire he's preaching a great message you just feel that mm, like man that's a holy spirit i'd like to think that that's what's go what was going on in potiphar's house but it was the opposite for pharaoh like pharaoh had such a negative spirit and that negative spirit affected everybody else including affected his servants the bible literally said it and he hardened his heart he and his servants and the heart of pharaoh was hardened neither would he let the children of israel go as the lord had as the lord had spoken by moses so at this point, we are seven plagues in. He wasn't gonna, he wasn't gonna budge. God knew it. Pharaoh knew it. God knew it. Moses knew it. And so God hardened his heart. He said, "Okay, you're not gonna let my people go." Okay, let's see. Okay, you want to go down this road? Okay, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you live with that decision, and live with that decision. He did. Obviously, after the eighth plague, God hardened his heart in chapter 10, verse 1. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go in unto Pharaoh, for I have for I have hardened his heart and the heart of his servants, that I might show these my signs before him. 
But notice that right before that, in 35 of chapter 9, and, his, and the heart of Pharaoh was hardened, neither would he let the children of Israel go, as the Lord had spoken by Moses. Notice how God hardening Pharaoh's heart doesn't come before Pharaoh hardened his heart. I want you. To, I want you. To, I want. I want. To, I want y'all to think about that real quick. God will not harden your heart off off rip like that without any say so, without anything. No. Throughout the Bible, you can you can draw lines in anywhere. We do the action first. We commit the action first. We harden our hearts first, and then it gets to a certain point where God hardens our heart because He knows we're not going to change, just like Pharaoh. God hardened his heart only after Pharaoh had hardened himself and denied God eight times up until that point. Obviously, going through the ten plagues, we have the first, number one being Nile River. God turned the Nile River into blood. He made frogs come upon the land. Lice come out of the dust, which I like this. I like to draw this. uh, I like to point out this little detail. Notice if you look where the lice come out. Um, I want to say it's chapter eight, verse nineteen. The lice come out the ground. Um, I'm sorry, it flies. Yes, I'm sorry. Chapter eight, verse sixteen and seventeen. The Lord said unto Moses, saying to Aaron, Stretch out thy rod and smite the dust of the land. Then they become lice throughout all the land of Egypt, and they did so for Aaron stretched out his hand with his rod and smote the dust of the earth, and it became lice in man and in beast. All the dust of the land became lice throughout all the land of Egypt. Notice how just like we came from dust, so do lice. Which nowadays lice is like if you have lice, it's like you have to be quarantined, you have to, you know, shower and you know, wash your hair with this special shampoo and whatnot to kill the lice. Lice aren't a very inviting thing. They're a disgusting thing. We look down upon it, we hate it. But God made lice come out of the same thing that we came out of. It's just a little detail I like to I I, I caught while studying this. Number four being flies, five, all the cattle in the land dying. Number six, boils, seven hail. Eight locusts. I would hate, I would hate one man's actions caused all these judgments and everything, not just to happen to him, but his entire kingdom, his entire land. Number nine, darkness for three days. And number 10, the firstborn killed out of every ha- every house whose blood of, of, a, of a spotless lamb, of a perfect lamb wasn't uh, applied on the, on the doorpost. God will give us many opportunities for repentance. But after we hard our hearts so many times, he will eventually leave us to judgment, as we see throughout Pharaoh's life. And as as you can see, going back to the root causes, Pharaoh's pride, him saying, No, I want I want these Israelites, I want these slaves. No, I'm not gonna bow to your God. My God can do the same thing. He even had his servants do it. When Moses and Aaron threw down their threw down their rods. Their rods became snakes. The Lord turned their rods into snakes. But the Bible also says that the, that Pharaoh's magicians turned their rods into snakes. We don't know how. I don't know if they actually had some type of mysticism back in the day or if it was like some type of demonic power or something like that. I don't know. But pride begat disobedience. Pharaoh's pride, Pharaoh hardening his heart, his pride caused him to say, you know what? No. I'm better than this. I don't have to bow. I don't have to submit to any other God. No, you cannot let your people, your people will not be let go. Disobedience right there. Anger 
because Pharaoh would get angry after judgment would happen. He would get angry. He would be in pain because of the judgments. And then he would go to Moses, be like, hey, make it stop. Moses would intercede for him, and the Lord would allow, allow the judgment to stop. And then immediately right after, he would go back to sinning. Draw a parallel. Perfect example. Israelites following uh, the death of King David and Solomon going into the kings of Judah. The kings of Judah were very, most, many kings of not just Judah, but also Israel were very wicked. They were very wicked. Israelites, the Lord, even back in, all the way back before the, the, the age of kings in Israel. Back during the Judges' Day. That was the whole point of Judges because the, Israel, the children of Israel kept disobeying God and kept going, kept disobeying God, going to false idols, worshiping false gods. God would allow them to get overtaken by their enemies. And then they would plead. They would pray that God would bring a deliverer. God would raise up a judge. He would raise up a deliverer to come deliver them. And immediately after, they would go back. They would live right for a certain period of time and they would go back to, the, to how they were. We're doing the same thing nowadays. How many Christians before the Trump election, the Trump-Biden election in 2020, we're praying and fasting and out don't. Begging God to change our country, but just stopped as soon as we lost the election. Hey, that's the time for the battle to keep starting. And I'm guilty of it too. I'm not calling anybody out. I'm guilty of it too. We stopped. We got complacent. We gave in. We threw in the towel. Why? Why? Because we didn't believe because God didn't work right then and there? Why do we give up? Why do we stop praying? Why do we throw in the towel? I can tell you this. With everything that's... These curses that are happening in our land. We're getting judged, people. We are. And you can't you can't deny it. You can't say that we're not. We're getting, our country's cursed. We're getting judged. But I think what's keeping back the more serious judgment... It's the true, genuine, fervent prayer of righteous Christians. The Bible says the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. The effectual, fervent prayer. Fervent, that consistent prayer. Not just on and off, consistent. Effectual, consistent prayer of a righteous man. Fervent, intense. Not repeating like the heathen do. Vain repetitions like the heathen do. Pharaoh had pride. It's pride begat disobedience. It's disobedience begat anger. And angers begat pain. We can draw parallels. I'm pretty sure every single one of us listening to this episode can draw parallels to our own life. And what happened at the very end of Pharaoh's life? All because of his pride. All because of him hardening his heart. Not only did he bring the downfall of his house, he not just Pharaoh didn't harden his heart. He made everybody else around him, all of his servants, harden their heart as well. And then God hardened their hearts on top of that. What happened? His one decision to not let, or his many decisions to not let God's people go, resulted not just in his death, but his army's death and the eventual decline of the Egyptian empire as we know it to where nowadays the only thing that's really left of Egypt are the pyramids. And the tomb was the the Valley of Kings, the Sphinx. Many of Egyptian history is just lost to time, and I think per I think God did that on purpose. 
I, if you really look on it, I real because Egypt was the dominant superpower of the world for a for a long time. We're talking centuries. Egypt was the dominant superpower of the world. How do you go from being the dominant superpower of the world? Fast forward thousand years to where we barely have a trace. We barely have anything. Any historical evidence. I'm not saying that we do. We have a ton of historical evidence for the day. But I think God did that on purpose as a curse because of Pharaoh's wickedness. I think he that Pharaoh in particular caused God to wipe, essentially wipe much of the Egyptian history from our history books. Now, obviously, we have documentaries. We have a ton of research. And I'm not saying we don't. But I'm saying you got to look. I think, I think because of that one man's, just like how Adam... Adam's sin cursed the entire his entire generate his entire bloodline. All of us were born into a sin nature because of what Adam did. Adam and Eve did in the garden. I think because it's just my personal opinion. It's not Bible. I don't have a verse for it, but I think that because of what Pharaoh did in denying God to that extent to make God pour out His judgment in the way in the manner that He did, I think God not just judged pharaoh and not just cursed pharaoh but cursed the rest of the egyptian empire to come i don't know that was just a thought god by declaring his word and revealing his power gave pharaoh an opportunity to repent but instead pharaoh resisted and hardened his heart the fault lay not with god but with pharaoh the same sunlight that melts the ice also hardens the clay the outcome depends on what is inside the person people God was not unrighteous in his dealings with Pharaoh because he gave him many opportunities to repent. You got to understand, he gave him many opportunities to repent. Pharaoh made a, ch a choice. He, he made a constant choice, not just once, not just twice, 10 times. He, I'm sorry, nine, I'm sorry, yeah, nine times because the 10th time he, he let the people go after the 10th plague. Nine times he decided to, and we don't even know how many times, you know, he denied God before that, but nine times in a written account, nine times he denied God and he disobeyed God and he denied God's request to let, let God's command to let his people go. Pharaoh made a determined choice of evil from which neither warning nor judgment would turn him away. Thus he hardened his own heart. God bestows his mercy and blessings on one part of mankind while he suffered, while, uh, on one part of mankind while he suffers another part of uh, another part Egyptians of Moses stay in Jews during the church age written down in my notes the hardness the harden themselves in sin until God judges them or brings them unto repentance Paul says nothing here later in 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 the epistles Paul says nothing about eternal life or hell he never says or implies that God has created man or evil men for the purpose of damnation most almost every single new testament writer including paul does not write that god creates people for the purpose of damnation we call it predestination it's 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 not it's not biblical predestination is not biblical and i'm gonna go through that i'm gonna that's gonna be that's gonna be an episode we do here on the podcast pretty soon. Um, predestination is not 
true. It's not real. Calvinists, Calvinists believe in predestination. It's not real. It's not biblical. Um, I've debated people on predestination before. Um, it's not real. But I'm going to save that for a future episode when we do get into that. Proverbs says in 18.12, A fool hath no delight in understanding, but that his heart may discover itself. Pharaoh wanted, his, wanted it to be his way or the highway. But God, you know, God made it right as rain. A fool knows what to do, but chooses not to do it. Pharaoh was a fool, as many of us are. I'm a fool. For disobeying God, disobeying his mercy, throwing it and throwing it back in God's face, denying the power thereof. We're fools. For not coming to that understanding, not coming not coming to that to that power. We're fools for denying it. What well, the root causes of a hard heart, we went over the, those things. How to combat a hard heart, the word of God. The Bible says, let my people go. The word of God, the, the literal word of God. At that point, Moses was speaking the word of God. We have the word of God. And how do you combat a hard heart? Word of God. Proverbs 1.5. Easy. Turning to it right now. I mean, if you're following along in your Bibles, I'd imagine you're not because I'd imagine you're at work or something. But Proverbs 1.5. A wise man will hear and will increase in learning and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsel. A wise man will hear and will increase in learning. I'll make it a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I will hide thine words in my heart that I might not sit against thee. Well, it says that in Psalms. The word of God is our strongest weapon on earth. Aside from prayer, the word of God is what we use to not just grow in the faith, but also fight the spiritual battles that we can't fight in our flesh. Prayer. Again, the factual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Prayer. Prayer. And prayer, I can't stress that enough how important prayer is. Uh, prayer is literally like our, 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 our lifeline to God. It's, our, it's, it's the way we talk to God. How I'm talking to you right now is how we should be talking to God. Ephesians 6.18, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all the perseverance and supplication for all saints. Praying always with prayer and supplication. That word supplication means to beg. I have it written down in my, in my Bible. Pray big prayers. No prayer is too big for God to answer. If we think that, that is a lie straight from the devil's mouth himself. Lastly, communication and consistency. Communication with God, again, that goes with prayer. Prayer and communication fall right in line. That consistency, being consistent with God. The Bible says to take up our cross daily. Eat of the bread daily. Bread of life daily. It's The simple things in life are sometimes the hardest things to do. And I'm guilty of it. I am. But Christians, we're, gro we're in a day and age where those root causes for a hard heart are running rampant pride disobedience anger pain we see it every single day i deal with people all the time that are in pain that are hurt that have their hearts hearts that have their hearts hard towards god for some reason or another and most of the time it goes back to one of those four things the way we combat personally in our own lives a hard heart 
Word of God, prayer, consistency with it. The way we help somebody else combat a hard heart is prayer. Prayer, 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 prayer. Like Moses, how Moses interceded for Pharaoh, how Christ intercedes for us on a daily basis. We need to intercede for somebody else whose heart has been hard to God. I can't tell you how many times people would text me when I was out of church. Hey, D, I'm praying for you. I love you, buddy. You know, I can't wait to see you back in church, whatever, whatever. I know they were praying for me. I have a lot of people praying for me. When my heart was hard towards God, I truly believe it was their prayers, not just their prayers, but their consistent, their fervent, their passionate prayers for me to come back to church, for my, for God to soften my heart. And eventually my heart did soften. And I'm here now. Having a hard heart is one of the worst things a Christian can do. We can't blame God for the bad things in our life. We can't. Sometimes God God allows bad things to happen for to test our faith. But also, it's a testament to His glory. When we fail, God allows us to get back up through His grace and through His might. And it's a testament to His grace and His glory. To His honor and His glory. To His power. Pharaoh had many chances to repent. But his hard heart not just brought the downfall of him, but his servants, his house, and his entire kingdom. You never know how one decision can affect not just you, but the people around you. And that's kind of what I want the takeaway from this episode to be. Again, it's it's the simple things. Again, simple things in life are the hardest things to do. Pharaoh had many opportunities to repent. He didn't, and he paid the price for it. Christians nowadays, don't be like Pharaoh. Be better. Be where we're supposed to be. Be righteous Christians. Be God-fearing and God-honoring, God-loving, God-serving Christians. Don't just be a Sunday Christian. Be an everyday Christian. Don't be just a one-day-a-week Christian. Be a seven days a week, 360 days a week. Uh, I'm sorry, 360 days a year Christian. Amen. But yeah, that'll do it for episode number three. If you like this episode, please give it a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Like it, share with all of your friends. I'll see you on Friday with episode number four. And again... Remember to always feed your faith. Be blessed.